0: Okay, I'm going to ask everybody to stand. Oh, here we go. I just wanted to
1: see what that felt like. Yeah. <laughs> you can have your seats. Everybody is thriving. We're thriving. That's right. So tell us about thrive. What, what does that mean?
0: Um, one of the things that uh, we did almost 15 years ago Uh, George Halverson was the chairman and CEO of Kaiser Permanente. And George asked me to step out of operations and to work on the brand and brand positioning and everything. Uh, The first time he told me that I thought he was clearly getting ready to fire me, but he didn't want to fire me. He wanted to offer something I would never take. (laughs) And so I agreed to take the job and I had no idea what I was going to do. And I started working with very smart people, Christine Page, who runs our marketing and everything. And to this day, what I learned then, I apply to today. Thrive. In any organization, when you talk about brand, there's two fundamental questions. Who you are and what you do. Now, what we do every day is provide health and health care We operate on people. We do a bunch of stuff. But who we are, we're an organization that really believes that prevention is the best medicine. We're an organization that believes that we're not really here with an aspiration of you getting sick so we can fix you. We want to partner with you to get and stay healthy. So Thrive is all about answering the question who we are. We're an organization that understands that every day people wake up to live the dream of America or the dream of the world. They want to raise their children. They want to be thoughtful in their communities. They want great careers, you name it. And Thrive says that's what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. What Kaiser Permanente wants to do is to help you to achieve that with good health.
1: And one of the things I think is so interesting is you don't just focus on an individual's health. You focus on a community. You focus on a whole health, even for the individual, as well as the community. Um, as we think about innovation here, most people think just about technology innovation, which I know you guys invest heavily in technology as well, and we'll get to that, um, but you mentioned prevention. You mentioned community. Um, talk a little bit about innovation in those terms and how broad a concept innovation is at, at Kaiser.
0: Um, it's in our DNA, it's, uh, it, was in, it was in our forefathers' thoughts when they thought there was a better way to provide health and healthcare. Um, you can look at the history of our organization and you will see the intersection of innovation and scale. Um, and what I mean by that is we're an organization, we're big and we take care of uh, 12.3 million people um, I round up, so around 13 million. Uh, I do that. I, I can see the 13. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we'll 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 get there. And so the the innovation has always given us a chance to refresh and renew and to uh, keep pushing the envelope forward. Um, it it also, uh, quite frankly, is a way that we think about solving problems, right? And so, if you look at our history on quality improvement. The use of technology. Uh, right now, we're working on a big agenda that I'll talk about in a minute. Well, one of the items is to now stretch beyond service being, you know, appointments on time and people are nice and they smile and all the things that we do to what's the service experience, which is a different question. How do we want people to feel going through the experience of health? and healthcare, and it allows us to think in very innovative ways about what should life look like when you're interacting with a large healthcare system in which you're trying to maintain or aspire to um, better health, uh, and innovation is allowing us to really think that through.
1: So there's. 13 million members almost, right? You're getting there, Uh, but there's seven and a half billion people in the world. What's your your big dream moving forward, your impossible dream for Kaiser? What's your health moonshot? How do we get, how do we go from 13 million people that have access to this type of care to everyone having access to this type of care? What's it going to take?
0: Well, I mean, it's a great question. It's something that, that I and we think about all the time, um, especially with the work that we're doing in the United States, as well as the work that I do, for example, with the World Economic Forum. And one of our major topics is global health. I think the opportunities now are tremendous, because the fact of the matter is, we are interconnected as a globe. and one of the things that we looked at from the World Economic Forum and and gave ourselves a grade is how well we did or didn't do with Ebola as a great example of something that is a global issue that affected every country around the world. And there's a lot to be learned about the disconnects in that whole approach and how we handle that situation. I think that we have a real opportunity now in front of us to learn from other nations, to learn from each other. There's no such thing as one person has the solution or one country has the solution and everyone else needs to figure it out. It's a whole evolution that we have to deal with um, around, around the country. Here in the United States, and when I think about the agenda now of Kaiser Permanente, um, first and foremost, we think that the American people should demand more of the healthcare system. So, a healthcare system that is still fundamentally and philosophically working on fixing you after you're sick, uh, which is still the fundamental way that the healthcare system works, we believe we should be asking ourselves for more. And at Kaiser Permanente, Um, Our moonshot is that we are going to quantify that people will live longer. We're gonna add healthy life years to people's lives in partnership with Kaiser Permanente. That's our dream.
1: And that's why you focus on prevention?
0: Absolutely. Uh, Cancer, we we are privileged and honored to take care of about 300,000 cancer patients in our 12.3 membership, right? But we're asking the question, if 75% of cancers are preventable, what else do we need to do now to go upstream to prevent? That's a big question, (laughs) I almost say that's a big A question to ask, that's a big question to be asking. Well, we're asking that question, because we know we need to find and work with people to find the solutions on what their responsibility is in maintaining health, staying healthy, what our responsibility is in helping them to achieve that. And we have, in our permanent medical group, the best physicians walking on earth. And so, in our, um, if you will, uh, toolkit of intellectual capabilities, the motivation, the right incentives, the resources, we feel that we can help to figure that out.
1: And what's what's broken there in the in the sense that not enough organizations are focused on prevention. What's it going to get to take or what's what's the barrier there to to getting others to be focused on prevention?
0: Well, a big part of it is, is it the incentives uh, or the people legacy follow system? the money. The money uh, prevention is still not funded appropriately in the economic system of healthcare in this country at a macro level. The majority of the dollars are still spent towards the latter end of a person's life, period. Right Now, I'm not saying we stop doing that, but the question is, as and our model demonstrates that, as you invest much more upstream, you create more economic efficiencies across the whole continuum of a person's life. And so, I'm not saying we go cold turkey towards this end and we start just reinvesting here, but how do we think about the distribution of the finances across the whole continuum of care? <clears throat> I think the second thing is, um, and this is the three building blocks uh, strategically for Kaiser Permanente, um, the first one is medical excellence. So we continue to look at prevention, we continue to look at comprehensive care. We continue to look at the investment in how care is provided. I was at a uh, discussion this morning with J.P. Morgan. I gave one example. Uh, Last year, we did something like 25,000 hip replacement surgeries uh, inside of the Kaiser Permanente system, of which 2,700 of those were same-day surgeries. Okay. And I mean, literally, you come in in the morning, and you're going home in the evening, and then all of your care after that is provided in the home environment. And those numbers are only going up. Well, that's the future. With technology, with changes in practices, with the ability to provide comprehensive care, you see these kind of shifts going on. So the first building block is medical excellence. The second building block is mental health and wellness. While we've been working very hard inside of Kaiser Permanente in the redesign of our mental health program, And as I call it, we're reconnecting the head to the body because, unfortunately, in our society, we treat mental health as some negative um, issue that people don't even want to talk about. We are really addressing both the stigma related to mental health and the actual way in which care is provided. And then the third building block is what we call social care. Uh, And that is now um, executing on strategies in which we already know that um, a a person's behavior, a person's genetics, a person's physical environment will impact their health much more than medical care, right? And so what's our role in social care as we think about the 12.3 million members that we take care of and the sixty-six million members who live in the communities in which we exist. And so we're thinking about climate change.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: we are absolutely working on climate change, the effects of climate change. We're
1: the, not doing the that error. for air. I mean a few the weeks error. ago we're not doing that for, we had to yeah. try to get out of here because yeah. we couldn't breathe.
0: Yeah, we have no political agenda. So we don't waste time debating whether do we believe climate change is happening or not, right? We're dealing with the intersection of when we look at the entire state um, dealing with breathing because of a fire in a part of the state, there's an intersection of that climate change to health and health care. That's what we're working on. When a whole town burns down, the mental health and stress level in that town and in all of our communities around it rises substantially. Those are the issues that we're dealing with. We're dealing with food insecurity. Mm -hmm. We know there are millions of people that go home home every night with nothing to eat. We know there's more food in this country to feed everybody, but it's based on an 18th or 17th or 19th century approach, Mm -hmm. and there's a disconnect with how much food is available and why people are going home hungry at night. And so we're working on that.
1: So there... There's a room full of of entrepreneurs, a room full of innovators, a a room full of people who care about these issues. What would your advice or maybe ask be to the the innovation community on how we could work together to solve some of these challenges? What what do more of us need to do to solve some of these social issues, some of these community issues? some of these big challenges?
0: I mean, and I, I think part of it is already happening, and that is that you're coming together as a community. Uh, I also think, and what I like about this, and I like about what you're doing, you're asking bigger questions. I mean, w- one of the things that we're working on, for example, um, is homelessness. We made a bold statement last year. We're investing $200 million um, in, from our thriving community funds that is focused on affordable housing and homelessness. And it's based on one big bold idea, and that is we believe on our watch in the 21st century, the idea that anyone should go to bed on the streets of America
1: mm-hmm.
0: as their place to reside is unacceptable.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There, there's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the, There's nothing to add to that, right? No qualifiers. And if we all believe that, the idea that somebody should sleep on the streets of America in the 21st century with the wealth that we have created as a nation is unacceptable, period. The question is now, how do we solve to that? Because there are a lot of like-minded people who feel the same way, but the problem is very complex. Well, we need innovation and we need this community and other communities answering the question to the big question that we're asking, and I think that this is where this can happen. I think the second thing is, um, and I have this a lot within Kaiser Permanente, just coming up with an idea and throwing it over the fence is not a good use of time, right? Now, my team will tell you well, but Bernard is being a little bit hypocritical because he loves new ideas, and then he'll say, "Oh, this is an answer. What's the question that we're trying to solve to?" And sometimes I create the question, but the
1: question may not be is appropriate. Is that because you know in your gut that there's that's a solution, or is there some kind of no mindset it's because I'm that the you No. Upper- oh. <laughs> 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 that's good. That's good.
0: Unfortunately, uh, I have a team that tells me when I'm wrong. Right. But I just sit up there and I like ideas and I'm like, oh, I like this. So There's got to be a problem somewhere what, we can what, solve to it.
1: What kind of, um, what kind of CEO are you and, and how do you let innovation thrive within? Do you, are you looking for, is it only internal innovation? Is there external innovation? you got 22,000 doctors. One of the things we're seeing is this, the rise of the doctorpreneur. You know, these, these people on the front lines, they know the solutions and they want to help be part of the solution uh, with innovation as well. What's the mindset at, at Kaiser?
0: It's, it's, uh, it's directly aligned with that, but I would make it much broader than that. I, I think that the, the, the most critical asset that I don't feel that uh, Kaiser Permanente and I, we have not leveraged yet is the potentials of the fact that we have a workforce of over 200,000 people. So we have 200,000 of the brightest minds coming to work every single day at Kaiser Permanente, and they are, quote, quote, doing their jobs and living out their passion. I did something, thanks to my team, at the end of this past year, and this is part of our new agenda. We did this thing that we call Challenge Possible. So we sent out a request across the organization and we said we're working on three strategic areas that we want your best ideas about how we should solve the problem of the mind, uh, community health and personal health. And we gave them no more than a half a paragraph about these three topics. We wanted to get a thousand new ideas. And I told them, Give me your best ideas. My commitment is I'll figure out how to fund it and make it happen, and we'll make it into something really big, right? We wanted to get 1,000 new ideas from across the organization. You know what I mean? We got almost 2,900, right? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. And for me, what's exciting about this is that if you look at the structure of my organization uh, for Kaiser Permanente, we obviously have a hierarchy, meaning, you know, managers and executives and all this stuff. And I said to my board towards the end of the year, I said, you know, sometimes you think I sit in my office and I spew out these commandments in the organization. You know, we will take this hill. (laughs) I said, in some cases, there are six to nine levels of management between me and that frontline employee. Can you imagine what that's like going down the elevator? I said, here and then by the time it gets to the frontline employee, it could be Bernard said, we're not gonna do anything. And, and so the whole idea like the, about how you create a metrics where people can talk to each other as a bigger community, as opposed to a hierarchy, is the way we all need to think about our companies in the 21st century.
1: So we're, we're gonna open it up to questions actually. There's, there's microphones on, on both sides. And, and so come on up and while well, some People are coming up. I got a quick question for you, which is, what's it feel like to be uh, on Time 100 most influential list? That's pretty uh, extraordinary.
0: Uh, <laughs> um, it's, it's humbling to be honest with you. I, I don't necessarily know how all these things work. I mean, I, I accept it. I mean, I prefer that than, um,
1: yeah. you know, <laughs> than other choices lately. Well, congratulations. Um,
0: but no, it's, it's, you know, I am blessed and I mean this, I am blessed to run an organization of the most wonderful people I can imagine to work with, and we're all committed to the same thing. We are committed to really having an impact on how people think about health and healthcare. Part of what I'm doing in the organization is making sure that all of these superstars who come to work every day is known to other people inside of Kaiser Permanente, and to the outside world and um, it's pretty exciting what we're working on and um, to have in our permanent medical group physicians who are just committed to high quality care accessibility affordability to have the alignment about we're trying to achieve the same things as a mega organization and to quite frankly demonstrate to this country there is a way to deliver on the value proposition that people are wanting and expecting, we think that we're onto
1: something. Wonderful. So let's, let's get some questions going here. We'll start there and we'll do every other here.
0: First of all, it's could you, just- Could
1: you say who you are and sure, where you're from too? Jonathan
0: Daryanani, Cognotion. We train middle skill workers. It's such an inspiration to see a visionary leader who's not just talking about adjusting snack bar prices on the Titanic, but actually wants to get to solve the root cause. And I wonder what you all have learned or been able to do about going out proactively within the community and uncovering the latent non-reactive causes of health, and how you've been able to sort of diagnose, look at, and provide care for those causes before they present to the acute care system. Yeah, that's a great question. You know, um, I really am glad you asked that question. One of, one of our big learnings now uh, is how do we go out in the most transparent way possible and engage people in helping to solve these bigger questions? And so in other words, when we go out now, almost in all of our work, we involve the community, we involve real patients, we involve members we have them to come and kick the tires with us. And so it's a massive solving process as opposed to we're you know, in a committee trying to figure out what the right answer is. And it has been amazing to hear our communities and people telling us in real terms, if you really want to solve this problem, here's where you need to help, right? Here's where you can't help. I think the second thing is Um, We're very fortunate that we um, have resources, and so we are able to be a part of something as opposed to we're giving away something, and that's a big difference. I think the third part is our people are the community. Um, When we had the unfortunate fire uh, in the Santa Rosa area, 261 of our employees and physicians lost their homes in that fire, right? So, and we take care of almost 50% of the community. And so the engagement and the credibility that we bring as being a part of the community, uh, and people want to live in their communities in which they're providing care and coverage and all the things that we're talking about, unfortunately, in... um, states like California, you have the issue of affordability of housing, and people are spreading more and more away from the nucleus of where they work. And so that becomes another part of the bigger collective issue that we have to solve to so people can live and exist and be a part and in the communities in which they work and dedicate so much of their lives. And this gives us a chance to do that. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, my name is Dr. Jody Newdelman. I work with psychanalytics and I'm wondering, without poking the tiger too much, um, if you could respond a little bit to how you've coped with the problems with behavioral health and bringing access to more people throughout the Kaiser system, and how you understand the future of whole person care within Kaiser, And because uh, c- I completely, Uh, agree and appreciate the Thrive mentality, and I think that that's very clear philosophically, but on a practical level, how are you improving access to all people for whole person and behavioral health care,
1: and looking at how that has an impact on long-term chronic disease?
0: Yeah, great question. Remember now, Thrive is who we are, but what we do is we still provide mental health and behavioral health care. We have been redesigning, um, and as mental health now is a explicit building block of our strategy, we now have a new medical director of mental health services for the entire program. That person has a direct accountability to me, and that person and the team meets with me on a monthly basis to keep me informed about the work that's going on, as well as to better understand what resources are needed because we're at that critical stage in our redesign. The second thing is we have now started from the experiments and innovations to now implementing changes across our program. We now have mental and behavioral services inside of our primary care um, area. Um, We now have invested in technology that gives people additional access to how to uh, acquire uh, mental health care in the preventative stages. We have research projects going on in suicide and suicide prevention. We're looking at how do you deal with uh, the whole stigma issue of mental health in which people won't come forward for care. We do a multi-million dollar media campaign to help people to find their words to talk about. I have some mental challenges and I need to help. We have been actively hiring and recruiting mental health staff to our um, organization um we probably have hired more people in the state of california than anyone else in fact um, under the i guess we have now changed to our new governor under the old governor um, one of the concerns that was raised was we are hiring all the resources away from others which is not the goal because there's a whole ecosystem that we have to create And we are continuing to look at how do we partner with other healthcare providers, because the mental health challenges are so pervasive uh, in our country.
1: Just a little, a a quick follow-up. We're we're running short on time. We got time for one more question, but before we get that, since there's a whole line of of questions, what's the right avenue for innovators to connect into Kaiser? Is it through? Kaiser Permanente Ventures, like Startup Health did, what's, is, what, what's the right avenue?
0: Yeah, it's clearly Kaiser Permanente Ventures. That's the real forum. Uh, and as you know, we're all about innovation. We have an investment fund. We invest all the time. Uh, we're willing to go upstream and bet on the big dreams, uh, as you've been able to present to us. Uh, and by the way, you're doing a fantastic job, and this is a, a reminder that a great idea can turn to something that really makes a difference, a difference in our society and that's the way to go. Um, we also understand that smart people innovating at times will fail. Mm-hmm. And so the board requires us to do the analysis of lessons learned, but they are very supportive that we know with innovation, we know with making big bets there's going to be some risk of failures and let's make sure that we can call that out pretty clearly and learn from it and move on as well so um, we're open for business
1: wonderful all right let's make this last question great great hey dr tyson great job i'm dr david nash from jefferson in philadelphia Uh, we built a college of population health but i want to hear about your new medical school
0: and what you hope that'll accomplish in the setting of all of these amazing people. Yeah, uh, we have a medical school that we're working on as we speak. Um, It's another one of our bold moves, bold ideas. Uh, We plan to open it in 2020. Uh, It is all about the future of medical education. It is about um, how future physicians should be thinking about medical care and mental care in the 21st century. Uh, From the day that they start in a medical school, they will be in a medical environment. Uh, We're applying all the technology for 21st century thinking about how to um, do high tech, high touch. Um, We are focused on the mental health and well-being of the students, about how they think about um, not getting caught in physician burnout, which is something that is being worked on within within our medical groups. Uh, and the whole connectiveness of the whole ecosystem of health with healthcare is front and center Great. with how we're looking at how physicians of the future ought to be taught to think through their biggest contribution to overall health and well-being. Great. Thanks a lot.
1: Thank, Thank you. you. Well, thank you so much for all that you do and all Kaiser does and and for supporting Startup Health from the beginning. Uh, How about a big hand for Bernard Tyson? Thank Thank you. Thank you
0: so much.
1: It's an honor. Thank you.